This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. going on my fellow schwoke lords what is up welcome to yet another best episode ever of cancel shweezy cancel shweezy or better known right now as christmas shweezy the last christmas shweezy of this year unfortunately yep uh, the christmas season is almost over it's almost christmas fuck this episode comes out the next sunday it's gonna be christmas and then we record our new year's special which is gonna be exciting uh 2022, uh, shit's over. That shit is over. Uh, and I just realized that I cannot control nothing, nothing. I just realized I can't control my headphone volume from my computer. Long story short, okay. But, uh, anyways, uh, so let me just reach over real quick and hit everything on my desk. Okay, that's better. Uh, welcome. Like I said, we're Christmas Sweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. So what's going on, folks? Uh, we got a great episode today. Folks, great, great, great episode today. I'm ready for the fucking Christmas season. Uh, a good Christmas here. I got a white elephant gift, which is going to be fucking great. That's fucking great. I got gifts for my family. That's fucking great. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving me uh, is this podcast, which is, congratulations, you you get another podcast to listen to. Uh, it's another, I'm, a, I'm the gift this year to you. Uh <coughs> I'm the gift, the gift that always gives, the gift that gives and never forgets. Welcome, like I said, once again, welcome uh, to Cancel Shweezy, the only podcast that's going to deck the halls with these balls in your jaws. Ah, got What's going on, folks? Um, anyways, though, we got a lot of cool stuff going on this episode. Uh, so much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the backseat? In uh, Santa's sleigh. There's nothing wrong with the back seat. I'm assuming it says two rows of seats. You know, it's not. he's not driving a fucking sports car. Uh, 
ve practical vehicles usually have a back seat unless they're a truck. But Sam's not fucking driving a truck. That gas mileage is not going to do good. You know, th that reindeer mileage is not. Uh, horse Instead of horsepower, it's reindeer power. You're like, how much reindeer power is it? Reindeer power? What the fuck are you talking about, Santa? You're talking about fucking reindeer power here today? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Christmas only comes once a year. I love songs that are like, Christmas only comes once a year. Because uh, I'm just like, it only comes once a year. No shit. I don't, I don't know how you're like this. I, don't, I mean, I don't know the fucking logic you have behind that. You're like, Christmas comes once a year. Why, are you, why is it Christmas? Easter comes once a year. Like, you could do that fucking too. But no one gives a shit, you know? Uh, anyways, though, uh, Last Christmas uh, by Shweezy, that, which is me, uh, a.k.a. the Four Blood King. But you'll see it under Shweezy. Out now, it's part of Never Nude Records. Uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van compilation record. I'm on it. And a lot of other cool artists are on that, too. So definitely go check that out. Um, you can stream it on my fa my Spotify, Apple Music title, Deezer. Uh, Deezer, man, that's nice. Got it. Uh, any of those pages over on wherever you stream your music at, you're going to be able to find that. And it's going to be just easy, 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 easy fucking listening. Uh, I know uh, I know this is the last, probably the last good day, the good podcast, going to be able to promote that shit. So uh, why not, why are you not, why are you not streaming that nonstop? I know some of you don't like Christmas music. I finally made a Christmas song you like. And it's weird how this song is getting really popular this year on TikTok. Somehow my version is just not. Uh, which, uh, which, uh, you know. That's rough, buddy. It's pretty fucking rough. So, anyways, uh, go check that out. Go stream Christmas music that you'll actually like. Uh, another band I'm playing was Stonehouse. We just released a new single, American Honey, out now. I play bass on it. I also was the one to record and produce it. So, therefore, why, you know, what, what's going on? What's going on with you? What's going on with me? What's going on with you? Why are you not streaming that shit? It actually sounds really good. It's probably one of my better... Uh, mixes I've ever done. So you definitely better be going checking out that shit. Uh, definitely don't be stingy, on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, when it comes to anything like that. So make sure you go check that out. If you also want to know whenever I'm releasing music or uh, with other bands or things I've recorded or even, you know, podcasts and anything else in between, uh, make sure you go check me out on social media. It's at the Shweezy. That's wherever you get uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I definitely like to post on TikTok, post show clips. I need to actually start posting other stuff too so uh definitely a message for me come on mark don't be stingy you can just call me mark because i'm being stingy uh but we uh yeah so definitely go check that out that's music and socials all under at the shweezy uh so go definitely go check that out uh, over on twitch twitch.tv slash the shweezy another great place you can go follow us every thursday i stream video games which is very exciting i just finished pokemon so I'm deciding, do I continue to play Pokemon, or do I journey off and find another adventure to continue? I don't know. I might still be doing that. I have a lot of stuff I want to do and play in the game. However, I'm not sure if it's going to make good uh, streaming content. So uh, some interesting interesting uh, stuff there. Um, but uh, yeah, so go, to that. go over there. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect it to your Twitch account. You get a Twitch Prime. Now, what twist Twitch Prime? Basically, Twitch Prime allows you to subscribe uh, to someone once a month. Typically, that's around five dollars you spend. Following anyone on Twitch, free. Everyone can do that. I'm expecting you. You are required to do that. However, you want to subscribe. Typically, you would spend five dollars to support a creator. 
now with, uh, you know, what we're talking about here over on the uh, Twitch Prime, though, uh, which your Amazon Prime account, you're already paying for that every month. Use that. Go over to the twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, basically, it's a free way to financially support someone without spending any extra money. Uh, then you're already spending every month. And uh, it, it takes money away from Jeff Bezos, which I'm very passionate about. That guy's too rich. He And he's leaning into the whole I'm Lex Luthor uh, supervillain thing, which I don't like. I don't like it all. That It's a meme. And that meme needs to stop. You can also uh, financially support us over on Patreon page. Tip jar right now. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend and really, uh, really help us go full throttle. Let's go full throttle uh, over on uh, everything we do. But remember all the free shit you can do as well. Uh, if you are uh, listening to us on an audio only platform, I know like Apple Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever. Uh, make sure that you're going, make sure you check us out on YouTube, make sure you're at least subscribed on YouTube, and, you know, just saying, though, we're trying to build up our audience over on YouTube, uh, you know, if if you're one of those people who just pulls it up on your TV or on your phone or whatever, why not, you know, pull us up on uh, on uh, YouTube, you know, like that, make sure, why don't you check us out over there? Girl, I know some of you drive and can't really do that, so I'm not talking to you, but also go check that out over on YouTube page, we post our highlights of the show from every week, and uh, that way, you if you don't want to watch full episodes, you can always just check those out, uh, just listen to the parts you like. Uh, you can also share with your friends, instead of like, telling them to go to a timestamp on an audio, like, you know, on the audio plat- podcast or whatever, you know, just just nice and convenient, and if you're on, uh, you know, the audio side as well, make sure you're, uh, whatever you're checking out the podcast, leave a review, and uh, give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or uh, one star rating. So, uh, because guess what? I like that. You know, but more importantly... And I really like that. So, uh, don't, you know, just end it. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Anyways, uh, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking. It's just the fucking news from last week, folks. I'm not, I'm not gonna go on a big old fucking rant. You know, it's not my, it's not my job. It's not who I am. Uh, it's not, you know... Uh, it's not. This is not who I am. This is the type of guy you get. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, uh, it's just the news from last week that we're going to go over right now. I, I'm, maybe I'm just not in the mood to explain it today. Uh, not a good sign if you're uh, going to be talking for an hour and a half. But uh, therefore, though, uh, he it, nevertheless, though, he persisted. Uh, so uh, let's look into everything right now. Uh, as Philip Franco would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, the next Pokemon anime will end Ash Ketchum's story, introduce new characters after 25 years. It's from Entertainment Weekly. Pokemon anime has been airing TV since 1997 and has always focused on one character in particular, Ash Ketchum, who dreams of catching them all and becoming the ultimate Pokemon master, eternally accompanied by his beloved champion Pikachu, but that's about to change. After 25 years, Ash's story is finally coming to an end. In a recent episode, Ash finally won enough battles to achieve his longtime dream of becoming Pokemon World Champion. Now it's time to say goodbye. A new Pokemon trailer released Friday revealed that Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series concludes with 11 episodes in early 2023 that will eventually bid farewell to Ash and Pikachu, having finally achieved his goals. Ash's final installment will check in with old friends like Misty as viewers get a glimpse of what the future holds for Ash and Pikachu. Then 
then the next as yet untitled Pokemon series will launch, introducing two brand new protagonists, Liko and Roy. Viewers can see what they look like in the final moments of the new trailer. They are accompanied by Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley, the starter Pokemon from the video game Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, set in the new region of Paldea. We can only hope that Fido, the new donut Pokemon, will also make an appearance. Appearance Across the world, a brand new dream and adventure is about to begin, the trailer reveals. Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series is streaming now on Netflix. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are now available for purchase for anyone who wants to learn the ins and outs of the Paldea region before the new animated series explores it further. Um, wow. It's the end of an era, you know? Uh, I was, you know, I think I remember, uh, if we're going to go back here, I remember when Pokemon uh, first air. I watched it. It was Kids WB. Um... And basically, Kids WB, they would do, uh, like, a Saturday block of cartoons. Like, I think this was the era of Fox, Ki uh, Fox Kids and uh, Kids WB. And, like, Kids WB would also have, like, an afternoon block. But those were a lot more basically just, like, reruns and stuff like that. They had, like, Scooby-Doo. Uh, they played episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that. And uh, for a kid with cable, it's, like, it's like so funny because you hear kids, like, I didn't grow up with cable, so I watched a lot of... Uh, like, you know, PBS Kids. I'm like, well, we had PBS Kids, too. That was more like during the daytime because there were no cartoons on during the day, so it was just educational stuff during the day. Uh, you know, we, I, my family had basic cable, but I lived in, like, a small middle-of-nowhere town in Kansas, and uh, they had a small community college there, so they, like, they were able to get, like, a deal with, like, a cable provider. So we had very basic cable. I think, like, we only had, like, 60 channels, which I'm like, I'm... I'm not, like, looking back and, like, oh, we were troubled. But I didn't get, car we didn't get Cartoon Network for the longest time. Like, I was still a kid when we got it, but, like, it was a minute before we got uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, for real, though. It was, like, we, it took, it took us a minute to get Cartoon Network. So it was always, like, a treat. Like, you go over to a friend's and they had, like, Dish Network or uh, DirecTV. And, like, they had Satellite. And, like, you learn, like, so when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, Satellite's so much cool because they got so many more channels, which was true, and they could pay more and get more channels and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure my parents could have done the same thing. They just didn't want to. Uh, but they, but yeah, and then, like, yeah, but then you realize, like, oh, satellite TV kind of sucks because if there's a storm, uh, you, you can't watch TV. And my family were just watching TV while there's a big-ass storm out, you know, like real kids. But, yeah, no, uh, it was, like, Kids WB, and so they would show it in the morning before I went to school. Uh, then they'd also have, like, a Saturday morning block, and that's where, like, you watch those new episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh!, and, like, if you watch, like, rewatch just the Yu-Gi-Oh! series, like, they ended, like, I don't think I even watched past, like, the, I think it was season two. Season two and three are almost, like, the same story arc, which it was always really weird. And so they would do that, and, like, I would try to watch all that, like, the arc, and that's really a loss. And it wasn't until I was an adult I realized, I'm like, oh, they actually finished the show off, you know, and I watched that, and I'm like, the... the it's as cheesy as I remember it. Well, no, that's how I originally watched Pokemon, and I'm pretty sure I watched up to, like, at least an, at least watched it until the Gen 3 anime. So I was like, I watched, like, a ton of that shit, and, you know, I've already watched a little bit of it, too. So I'm like, I have no interest in rewatching the Indigo League unless it's, like, with small children. Uh, but, like, that's, like, you know, I was there, folks. I was there when Ash started, and now Jazz, Ash has ended. Uh, he's still a child, and he's still a nice person, full of youth, and, uh, I am also, I also love animals, too, but, uh, I'm a, I'm a grown man, uh, and stuff like that, so, 
congratulations, Ash. Ash is gonna Ash is gonna be in the new series too. I know he's gonna be in the new series. Uh, he's just gonna not be the protagonist, which like. And if you think about it story-wise, though, that should have been the case after Gen 4, you know? You know, Sinnoh? It should have been the case in Gen 4. Uh, because you're just like... Because, like, Gen 5 was, like, a soft reboot, but not really. Like, the past events still mattered, but, like, the Pokemon seemed like they're... Like, Ash's Pikachu, like, took down a Legendary in, like, the past season. then in, like, the Unova arc, like, he got his ass whipped by, like, a level 5 starter... So, uh, pretty cool. There's, like, a... It's just this, like, silence call on my phone. Um, so, yeah. Um, pour one out for Ash. Um, he, he did it, boys. He did it. He, he's, he's the GOAT. Ash Ketchum is the GOAT. And, like, even if you watch any of the Journey series, uh, you would know. Like, yeah, he's, you know, he, he pretty much... It was, he was, like, he was, like, a good trainer. And, then, like, we watched the beginning of it. Ash is, like, sending out fucking a Pikachu against Brock's Onyx. And you're, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But he was also a beginner. And now he's, like... Now he's now he is the goat. Ash Ketchum is the goat, and uh, I'll respect that. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to be respected. <sighs> okay, all this from TV Insider. I'm very excited about this. Milf Manor TLC and Discovery Plus drop trailer for new dating show straight out of Thirty Rock. Um, what? Remember MILF Island on 30 Rock? Chances are, if you watched the NBC comedy, it popped into your head upon hearing about the new TLC dating series. MILF Manor brings eight confident and strong-minded women ages 40 to 60 from cities all across the country to a paradise destination for the chance to find love. The series premieres on Sunday, January 15th, 2023 at 10 9 Central on TSC and will be available to stream the same day on Discovery+. Plus. The This group of women brings their unique life experience experiences to the game. They have decades of dating experience and will use it to find a lasting connection with men half their age. However, nothing can, can prepare them for a jaw-dropping surprise that will greet them at the front door. As teased in the trailer, uh, Milf Manor is set as an exquisite location along the beautiful beaches of Mexico. Tensions run high when eight women and eight young hunks come together to find love. The women include a competitive 47-year-old fitness studio owner from Mexico currently living in Miami, a spontaneous 50-year-old disco mommy from Orange County, a 44-year-old Jersey girl currently living in Los Angeles, a 59-year-old fitness instructor and singer from Los Angeles, and a 50-year-old event planner who used to be the B-girl back in the day, just to name a few. There will be challenges that will provide if a connection is genuine or if it's time to leave the manor in each episode. Would the men win, win over the MILFs with their charming good looks or will their behavior prove them to be under-experienced and land them on the chopping block? Expect chemistry, jealousy, and top-notch drama. MILF Manor is produced by Entertainment One, E1, and Spun Gold for TLC and Discovery+. Plus. So, first of all, interested. I'm 100% interested in everything this show has to offer. Second of all, the second question I have, how the fuck do I get on this show? I want to know how to get on uh, MILF Manor because this is exactly what I want to do. One, it's great. It's great for promoting this show and uh, promoting my new music. Uh, there is a good chance, though, if the podcast uh, goes um, goes quiet for a minute, uh, there is a good chance that... Uh, I will be on MILF Banner. I'm going to do everything I possibly can 
to get on this show because this is 100% uh, what I want in my life to do, uh, to be to, to be on MILF Manor. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, um, now I, now I say that I can't talk about anything else because I want to, I don't want to talk shit, uh, on this show, but like, I'm a hundred percent watching this shit. Um, and well, there's like nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with most. I'm like, what? And I was like, was it 47, 50, 44? Uh, 44 seems weird because it's too close to my age. Um, 59, 50. This show looks fucking, fucking rad, dude. Um, uh, but the question, but I guess it's like 30 Rock did it. So there was a good question there. Did they steal it from uh, MILF Island? Did they steal it from 30 Rock or is 30 Rock making a joke? But then they're like, you know, there's an idea at this. So, um, I'm, I am excited to see how this show is going to differentiate the, themselves from, uh, the 30 Rock joke, but they're like MILF manners. Like some guys just like new MILFs are awesome. Just saying right there, MILFs are awesome. Slutty MILFs are awesome. Uh, and, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm older, but I don't have a child. You can still be a MILF. Being a MILF is just you're hot, and uh, you you just aged. That's all That's all being a MILF is, ladies. Uh, a cougar, and you're like, well, that's a cougar. We're like, no, a cougar is a hot woman who hunts for young prey. That's what a cougar is. Just to make sure we all know the difference between a MILF and a cougar, those are the two differences that uh, you'll know. But anyways, though, um, TLC, please give me a call. My DMs are open. Uh, I I know uh, Entertainment One, Spun Gold, you know, I know who you are. Just say you're with, I, if I see an account, I just need you to know you're with MILF Manor. Uh, you can email the schwegcast at gmail.com. Outdated email, I know. But all of you can email me uh, in, or DM me. That's going to be easier to find. DM me. My DMs are open. And uh, you definitely should hit me up there because I'm funny, too. And I will make the show. I will fucking make that show the greatest fucking shit uh, that you will ever see. You know what? And I really like that. Uh, so, you know, as much as I want to say it. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Oh, TLC, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy, TLC. All right, here we go. Goblin Mode, chosen as Oxford Word of the Year for 2022. This is from CNN. As you read this, look around. Are you still in bed? Are there piles of clothes and takeout food boxes stone across the floor? Do you have chip crumbs on your sheets? Uh, have you broken your self-care routine more times than you can count? Do you even care? If so, you might already be in goblin mode, chosen by the public as the 2022 Oxford Word of the Year. According to Oxford University Press, OUP publishers, behind the Oxford English Dictionary, the slang term refers to a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, sloven, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Traits that may have become familiar to many during lockdown. Social media can portray idealized versions of self-improvement from waking at 5 a.m. and drinking a green smoothie to keeping a journal, exercising, and planning your weekly meal prep. That era may be on the way out, and its place is goblin mode, the opposite of trying to better yourself. The OUP Word of the Year, also known as the Oxford Word of the Year, was chosen by the public for the first time. A group of lexicographers at OUP gave people a choice, goblin mode, metaverse, and 
hashtag I stand with. Goblin Mode triumphed, racking up 318,956 votes. 93% of the total. Metaverse came second, and I, hashtag I stand with came third. Casper Grathwell, president of OUP's Oxford Languages, said in a press release Monday that the level of engagement with the campaign caught us totally by surprise. Given the year we've just experienced, Goblin Mode resonates with all of us who are feeling a little overwhelmed at the point. Uh, it's a relief to acknowledge that we're not always the idealized, curated selves that we're encouraged to present on our Instagram and TikTok feeds, he said. The term was first used in 2009, but went viral on social media earlier this year, OUP said. It shot to prominence after a fake headline claim that the rapper formerly known as Kanye West and Julia Fox broke up after after she went goblin mode. Uh, the term then rose in popularity over the months following as COVID lockdown restrictions eased in many countries and people ventured out of their homes more regularly, according to the OUP. Our culture's obsession with perfectionism and self-improvement can be exhausting for most people. Seemingly, it captured the prevailing mood of individuals who rejected the idea of returning to normal life or rebelled against the increasingly unattainable aesthetic standard and unsustainable lifestyles exhibited on social media. The term's popularity may also be linked to the growth of new social media sites like Be Real, where users are invited once a day at random to post a photo of whatever they're doing. Goodbye, carefully curated social media feeds. Hello, goblin mode. Uh, the release gives examples of examples of when the term has been used amongst the most vivid. It was quoted in The Guardian, goblin mode is like when you wake up at 2 a.m. and shovel into the kitchen wearing nothing but a long t-shirt to make a weird snack like melted cheese on saltines. Uh, people are embracing their inner goblin and voters choosing goblin mode as the word of the year tells us the concept is likely here to stay, added Grathwell. All right, so uh, first of all, um, if I'm going to tell anyone, uh, see, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to point this out to you, uh, boys. Uh, if anyone comes out and if I tell anyone, okay, I'm just going goblin mode. It's like, what's goblin mode? Goblin on D's nuts. Ah! Got it. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so, first of all, um, let's, let's, I, the, the first couple sentences of this article really stood out to me. As you read this, look around. Are you still in bed? Are there piles of clothes and takeout food boxes stone across the floor? Do you have chip crumbs on your sheets? Have you broken your self-care routine more times than you can count? Do you not even care? If so, you might already be in goblin mode. Goblin these nuts. Ah! <laughs> Um, so, I, I read this, I'm just reading this as someone with some mental health problems. Uh, I, I can generally get pretty messy, like, my desk is also pretty messy right now, I've been trying to, I need to, I need to establish the, when I do guitar work, I need to not do it at my desk I work at. That's just, that's just me, and, uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, so, yeah, but, like, I've lived in situations where my, uh, where I've, like, I've been just lying in bed all day, take out food boxes everywhere, Chip crumbs in the sheets. Uh, you've broken your self-care routine. Uh, not showered in a minute. Uh, not cared. Um, is goblin mode? Okay, folks. Is, is goblin mode just depression? Because I've been in goblin mode a lot. Not, not goblin these nuts. Ah! Got it! <laughs> 
Uh, but I, I've been in fucking, I've just been depressed, and that's, like, what it looks like. Second off, um, cheese on saltines, I've done that. That's pretty, it's a pretty good thing. But uh, it's better to do, like, Ritz crackers. Wheat thins are pretty good, too. I like wheat thins uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, so, first of all, goblin, goblin, goblin these nuts. Ah! Got it! I'm not gonna put the, I won't put the, I won't put the lap track. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it just sounds like people going, go people going goblin mode is just, just shit, just like, uh, this just sounds like depression, and a lot of people went like that during COVID, because they were depressed. Just letting y'all know that, some people were depressed over COVID. Uh, and then some people took it seriously and lived pretty bad for a, a longer time than most people. And, uh, they, what do they have to show for it? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, just Kanye, like Kanye broke up with, they broke up after she went goblin mode. What? That's a good question. Uh, a question that us over at Cancel Schweezy are not going to be able to answer. For you, we're we're just going to be we're going to be figuring that shit out on our own. So, uh, um, as much as I say it, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. All right, last article we have here. Uh, time to go into our segment of cool stuff, slick stuff. Uh, as we talk about uh, what the fuck is Garth Brooks doing? So this is from American Songwriter. Uh, Garth Brooks reflects on anthology series. Garth Brooks is sharing his voice through the anthology series. So far, the country superstar has released three anthologies in the collection that chronicles the early years of his career, but he's already looking ahead to the next installment, revealing that Anthology 4 will focus on several years he was retired to raise his $3 in his native Oklahoma. The fifth edition will highlight his three-year world tour after coming out of retirement in 2014. He'll bring the series up to date with the sixth anthology, which covers his record-breaking stadium tour that concludes with a sold-out five-night stay at Croke Park in Dublin, Ireland, in September. Ooh, sorry, hit the mic, folks. Uh, sorry if you're listening. I've been in a lot of documentaries, big documentaries that span decades, where the stories that were being told weren't how I remembered them. Brooks said in a press release, so it was real important for these things, for the anthologies, to be told by all the voices that were there. That's what I love. So each one of these anthologies, I think there's probably at least 50 to 100 voices telling this story. <laughs> uh, he's also released the li Live 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 or Live Live or Live Live, so I'm assuming Live Live box set that chronicles his first Las Vegas residency, Garth Wynn, which ran for six years at the Encore Theater from 2009 to 2014. Brooks will return to Las Vegas in 2023 with his new residency, Garth Brooks plus one at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace with 27 shows from May through December due to popular demand. The show has been extended into 2024 with dates to be announced in May, 2023. Vegas is the place where anything goes and the Coliseum at Caesars is the heart of Vegas. Brooks previously said in a statement, the perfect combination to present a show that will not only push the envelope, it's going to shred it. Um, let's first talk about here. Um, anthologies. Uh, I commented on, like Facebook or that, and it got a lot of likes. He's like re-releasing the anthologies. Like Garth re-released the bodies to the victims, so the families can have some closure. G, uh, I think that's what we really want right now is for you to re-release the bodies. Uh, second, he's like, I'm, I've been a lot. There's more documentaries. There's more documentaries in the road I'm on, which is fun uh, to get high and laugh at because he starts it off. He goes to, the, I guess it's somewhere on his property. It's like a gazebo and a fire pit, and he's like. 
Those were a lot of questions coming to get answered. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, Garth. Um, anyways, though, he's like 50 to 100 voices telling the story. Yeah, it sounds like 50 to 100 victims trying to tell their stories, Garth. Where are the bodies, Garth? The families need closure. Please give these families closure. They would do anything. And if you're in Las Vegas area and Garth Brooks is in town, please be careful. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, this is, you know, like some people are like, uh, I'm going to do something dangerous, so make sure if you're going to do this, do it with caution. This, that's just what I'm going to do. If you're going to go to Las Vegas, do it with caution, because uh, Garth will kill you. And that's, and that's just... Oh, that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta pray your knee bones off. You know what I'm saying, brother? Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so it's the the time. Another 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 episode of Christmas Sweezy. Our last Christmas Sweezy of the year. It seems like this month has gone by. Kind of fast. Uh, not fast enough for me to get to gigs where they pay me a lot. But uh, regardless of that, though, it's time for Christmas Sweezy, the part of the show uh, where we go over the classic Christmas movies, the Christmas movies we all know and love. And, uh, and this year we're deciding uh, if they are a classic. So currently... Uh, I like that. We, uh, this, this year we're going over A Christmas Story. Many people consider A Christmas Story to be a Christmas classic. Uh, however, I actually don't care about other people's opinions, so I'm going to say what I am. Uh, and guess what? I'm going to tell that later. So stay tuned 
and finish the rest of this segment uh, for that. Okay, don't be stingy, okay? Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And uh, so, yeah, so all I know about A Christmas Story is going in, because this year my theme was for these uh, Christmas movies was, uh, the theme was, Movies I've never seen or maybe I've seen once and don't really remember seeing, but generally, like, you know, at, with a, someone with a conscious mind now. Not, not like, you know, I may have seen Home Alone uh, in 1998. In 1998, I was five years old. And so um, would I have remembered uh, Home Alone in 1998? Mm, probably not. I don't remember a lot from when I was five years old. I remember I was in preschool at five. And uh, one time I didn't like eating celery. I still don't like eating celery. And it's not because of the fact that celery tastes bad. It's something with the strings that gets caught in your teeth, and it's weird. And I also don't like it, but it's also, like, not inedible to me. Like, I'll eat it if I have to, but I hate the, the stringiness of it. That's a whole other thing. So I remember that from when I was five. But uh, anyways, though, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a Christmas story. Uh, a Christmas story... Uh, the only thing I know about a Christmas story, I've never, I've never actually seen this. Like, I feel like with like the last two weeks we've had Home Alone, and we also had uh, Jack Frost. I feel like I've probably seen it before, but I, but I guarantee I don't remember it. Like, I guarantee I don't remember those movies uh, at all. That's rough, buddy. So, but like, and yeah, and people have opinions on those movies. Some people like Jack Frost. Uh, I cried my eyes out, um, but did I like it? Uh, it was. It was, it was average for me, you know, to be honest, it was average. But uh, did I cry? You know, and you're like, I, p- I probably cried more at, no, I did cry when my dad died. Like, like in private, on the drive home, cried a lot. It was like an hour and a half drive home, I cried a lot. Um, but no, I think, but I didn't cry like a whole, like, I feel like a whole evening. I just sat there crying and stuff like that, you know, it was like, that was more processing everything. Jack Ross just like I fucking cried the rest of the night. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty rough. That's rough, buddy. Uh, but a Christmas story. Luckily, I can tell all of you going into this, going into this movie that I did not cry at all. Uh, there was no any. There was nothing involving like uh, seeing your dead father or making amends with your father. You're not good with like the last two movies. So. Uh, I did not get emotional watching A Christmas Story, which is good, because I don't feel, uh, I did, there is one part I kind of got emotional at, but I was just more of, like, happiness, you know? And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that point. Uh, but anyways, though, people consider A Christmas Story to be an iconic movie, an iconic movie uh, that is worth watching every year at Christmas. I'm here to tell you uh, that I don't care about your thoughts or your prayers or your opinions or whatever you say. I have my own, which I will be getting to, uh, coming up on this episode. So don't be stingy. Uh, I've been saying that, but maybe I should just get into the, the actual, uh, show. Um, but I do, I do know the things I do know going in. I know that there's the iconic like slide scene where Santa kicks him down the slide. So I know that, uh, I knew, uh, Rat the Kitty plays Ralphie. He played like an elf in elf. Uh, the, the actual greatest Christmas movie of all time. It was so funny, and they and also here's here's something I fucking learned. Uh, is that uh, the re- so I always thought the reason why Will Ferrell turned down Elf Two uh, was for uh, artistic integrity, <laughs> but it turns out him and director John Favreau. Uh, John Favreau, uh, for those of you who don't know who John Favreau is. He played Happy Hogan in the Spider-Man movies and in the Marvel Universe. He directed the first two 
Iron Man movies. So, like, he directed Chef, he's directed a bunch, he's basically created, or him and Dave Filoni, maybe, they basically created The Mandalorian. Like, great guy. But apparently Will Ferrell does not like working with him. This is the guy we're talking about. Apparently they did not get along, and Will Ferrell turned it down because he didn't want to work with that guy again. Instead of actually, like, artistic integrity, like I assume. Because at that point, Will Ferrell, when I heard about it, Will Ferrell didn't do sequels, and then he did Anchorman 2, which everyone's forgot about, but I thought it was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed it, but I love the original as well. Um, anyways, oh yeah, and I remember that. Um, uh, he, he, the, the kid who played Ralphie was an elf. And uh, the iconic scene, I think, in the movie was the kid who sticks his tongue to a flagpole. Uh, that scene is iconic for many reasons and has made everyone question, can your tongue stick to a flagpole if it happens? Well, I'm here to tell you, we we, we went through it. Uh, but anyways, though, um, let's go through it. Let's go through this movie together, together, uh, because we have to decide as a group, as a group. Uh, podcasting isn't just me rambling on to a microphone. It's all of us together. It's like we're having a conversation like that. Um, but you don't get to talk. Only I get to talk. This is the kind of conversation uh, you're getting. This is the type of guy you get. So, um, anyways, though. But let's see, though. I, I want to go through this movie. I want to determine, is this movie so good that TBS needs to air it for 24 hours straight? Now, if you're in Gen Z and don't remember cable, there was a, back in the day, there used to be a thing called TV. And you had channels. You didn't get to decide what you wanted to watch. You just uh, hoped it was on. Sometimes, uh, back in the day, you had a VCR. You could record what was on. Uh, maybe some of you kind of remember that. That's like uh, a DVR or TiVo or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you could record what was on TV. Uh, it still exists, but not a lot of people have it. So, kids, you, you won't get it. But that's what you had to do. So in my my parents are boomers, so it wasn't until a couple years ago where they actually like recorded shows on T like movies on TVs for us to watch for Christmas instead of uh, unless you had unless you just had the DVD, uh, which is like an old Blu-ray or the v VHS, which is an old DVD player kind of thing. Um, and you could watch it whenever you wanted to. But regardless, though, my mom used my parents used to DVR every Christmas movie and watch it. But anyways, though, I, um, I've been rambling on and on. That's the introduction. So let's get into uh, the actual the movie. So the movie is narrated by adult Ralphie, which is the protagonist of the story. Um, and then, but to be honest, though, now thinking back, I totally forgot that it was adult Ralphie narrating the story. I just thought it was a narrator. Uh, but he wants to reflect on a specific Christmas from when he was a child. Uh, so, like, he go, you know, back in the day, back in the day, um... Even, this is probably before my time, too, so we're going back. So, movie, like, came out in the 80s, but it's supposed to take place in the 1950s. So, let's just let that sink in. Everyone let that sink in. Movie takes place in the 50s. Uh, do they say racist things to black people? No, I don't think there's a single black person in this movie. So, I think we're in the clear there. So, I don't think we have to worry about racism in, in a Christmas story. So, Christmas classic, it has one plus going for it. That should, be, that should be on the scale of, should this movie be a Christmas classic? Is it racist? <laughs> At one point. That should be, that should be added. Is, it, is this movie racist? If it is, then probably don't add it to your Christmas holiday rotation. Um, 
And so, yeah, so they went to, like, a window shopping. That's why it's called window shopping, because people would look in the window and see things for sale, and they'd be like, I want to buy that, you know. That's called window shopping. Uh, and Ralphie, our protagonist, sees in the window of this store. Is it a toy store? I, I really hope not, because they're selling a Red Ryder BB gun. This whole movie, that's... Is it a MacGuffin? Um, I don't think... Well, it kind of is... Okay, actually, that's a good question. Is the Red Ryder BB gun the MacGuffin of the story? Because it's not really, like, one specific item, because, like, they could have bought, like, any hundreds of Red Ryder BB guns. And I don't know if they were in short supply or anything. Anyways, though, is that a MacGuffin? It's for you to decide. Leave a comment. And leave a comment for us. If you're, if you're checking out the highlights, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, but this, but Ralphie, he gets a big ass fucking boner for uh, this this fucking BB gun. Now, now let's think about this from the perspective of someone watching this movie for the first time in 2022. Uh, this kid, uh, a, a, a child, would love a gun for Christmas, and uh, I know what you're thinking. Uh, you know, if they're like maybe 11, 12, maybe you know, like a BB gun, you know. They'll hurt themselves. They'll probably hurt themselves with this, but, like, I've heard of people getting shot by BB guns, and uh, they did not feel nice. However, they they survived and did not have any problems. But, uh, but uh, it's, you know, it, it is kind of weird. It's kind of weird to want to go. I mean, there's, th- there's, like, enjoying guns, but, like, I feel like my friends who enjoy guns, they like just shooting guns. And enjoy hunting, like, deer and shit like that. Like, that's fun, but there's more, like, a camaraderie with that. Um... There is something weird about people. I just love fucking killing things. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, there's like that guy. And you're like, I just love fucking killing animals, dissecting them, opening them up, just looking at what's inside. Whew. All right, Jeffrey Dahmer, you need to calm the fuck down because uh, you're a little too intimidating. Because like, you know, every friend I have who goes hunting, they're just like, you know, I like the camaraderie. I like the hunt. You know, I like lurking for them. And fuck deer. Like, I would, I would snap a deer's head with my bare hands. Like, you know how many times I've driven and they just, like, stand there in the middle of the road and then you step on a fucking leaf and they just run away? I'm like, I don't understand that logic of that fucking animal. That And, and also, people are like, oh, I love deer. I'm like, there, there's too many. There's too many deer, okay? Anyways, though, um, so Ralphie's like, I want to get, I want my mom to get me a gun. So his first thought was subliminal messaging. That was his first plan subliminal messaging. So what does Ralphie decide to do? He has an advertisement for the Red Rider BB gun. There's like, it is a specific brand. I do not think I wrote that down in my, it was from like an old Western, but this movie also takes place before like everyone just had a TV in their house too. I don't know. It's 1950s, but like, I know, but it was when radio was very popular. Like when you actually wanted to listen to the radio, uh, Sirius XM, though, I will say that, that, that shit's pretty great, like, go through the stations, you know, that shit is pretty fun, if you're just, you know, like, driving radio shit, but I would never, like, listen to it, you know, never mind, yeah, okay, way off topic, um, anyways, so he puts it in the magazine, like, mag, not, like, the gun kind of magazines, the, the people reading thing magazine, you know, uh, but it's funny, because he goes into his parents' rooms, and guess what the fuck is in that room? Some of you are pretty like, a dildo? No, it's not a dildo. It's fucking, it's a Christmas story. It's a fucking movie. It's a kid's movie. Well, is it a kid? I don't know if it's PG-13, but it's at least PG. Uh, the, in their parents' room, they have two twin beds. Bert and Ernie beds. Now, now, now folks, they could have bought a mattress from Novilla. Look in the description. We already did the advertisement. And if you skipped it, 
If you skipped Nuno Villa advertisement, you're get, you're on the naughty list. Your penis just shrunk three inches. I'm just saying. And if you didn't have a penis, uh, your vagina stretched three inches. I think that's the fair that's the fair comparison. Isn't it? Well, that's not a funny comparison. Your penis shrunk three inches, but a woman's like, I don't have a penis. Like your vagina grew three inches. Like ah, you're like, and you're like, and you're like, well, technically, I'm like, it's bigger. It's it's just bigger. You're, you're just a wide ass vagina. Okay. That's what it is, and I, I don't even care about the parts. It's big. It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway now because you did not listen to the novella ad read, which Ralphie's parents could have had, but now they slept in two separate beds, um, which is cool, which means they have a sexless marriage. We have not been introduced to the parents in A Christmas Story yet, but we find out that they sleep in separate beds but the same room. So neither of them has a snoring problem, but they sleep in the same room, different beds. Now, was that weird? I, I yes, it is. I mean, they were like, well, it was the 1950s. I'm like, I don't know what happened then, but I guarantee people were probably having sex back then, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't like, well, go back to your twin bed. I'm done having sex with you. It's just weird. And everyone's like, well, Lucy had it. Bert and Ernie had it. I'm like, first of all, Bert and Ernie... I feel like being gay is different. I feel like being gay, you could have twin beds, and it works out. Because it's like, I no, I don't want to sleep next to a man, you know? A man doesn't want to sleep next to a Most men don't want to sleep next to another man. I don't care how hot he is. We have been rambling on so much in this goddamn fucking segment. I'm telling you. Anyway, sexless marriage. Uh, oh, yeah, and then we find another from Ohio. No, not fucking. Um, Congratulations. You played this. From song. Indiana. Uh, which, I'm just reading my notes. I just read my notes wrong. They're from Indiana. However, Indiana's pretty close to Ohio. Red flag? Is that a red flag? Um, or people, no, no one's messing me. Uh, anyway, so Ralphie, uh, Ralphie's mom asked him what he wants for Christmas, and, uh, okay, so, like, that's the normal thing. Be like, what do you want for Christmas, Ralphie? Uh, and he says, uh, and he's, eventually, I guess he eventually says he wants the BB gun. Um, his mom's like, nah, it's too dangerous to shoot your eye out. That's a running theme of this movie, which actually, it, it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. So to shoot his eye out with a BB gun. Uh, anyways, so let's move on. So Ralphie's on his way to school, um, and uh, this is where we get to the iconic scene. He has a friend named Stick. Uh, legit. I, th- I'm, I believe I'm right here. I will Flick. No, his name is Flick, but I wrote his name is... No, his name is Flick. Okay. They're... they're a little foreshadowing in the name there, fellas. Uh, his name is his name is Flick, and someone's like, "I bet you can't stick your fucking tongue to the flagpole." Uh, and then like, or what? Oh no, no. Flick was like, "Yeah, my dad said that if you stick your tongue to a flagpole, stick to it." You know, you know, you know, which is like normal like kid talk. You know, actually, this is like a very normal thing kids do. You know, this is a normal, something normal in this movie. Um, so they go to class, and then after class, they test this theory out, and, uh, we're following some fucking kid logic here, um, he was dared to do it, and, uh, Flick said no, then he's like, a double dog dare ya, Flick still says no, cause he's, re- he's like, well, I was told that my tongue could stick to this thing, now, you know, trying it out, if I, if it doesn't stick, it's whatever, but if it does stick, there's repercussions, then he was triple dog dared, Somehow logic gets thrown out the window when you're triple dog dared uh, for dumbass fucking shit. You know, I, I, it was the 1950s. You know, maybe a triple dog dare 
was like a magic spell. Maybe that's why everyone talks about like, oh, I can't take my kids out trick or treating for Halloween because like we don't we don't uh, we don't follow that witchcraft shit. Guess what? Witchcraft doesn't exist. None of that. It's it's fake. Witchcraft is fake. Spells are fake. Everyone's like, I'm a Wiccan. Like that shit is fake. You know. You know, I, I believe the Bible before I believe like Wiccans. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm sorry for all the Wiccans out there being like, I'm gonna cast a spell on you. Do it, cast a spell on me, and guess what? It's not gonna fucking work. Uh, here's my what, what thumb do I not need? Okay, I don't need my left thumb because I, I think I can still play. I could probably still play guitar without my left thumb. Okay, I'll tell you this. Cast a spell, then my left thumb goes away. I don't do shit, so it's gonna have to come up naturally. And if it doesn't come off, I'm telling you right now, for you Wiccans out there listening, it doesn't come off. Uh, change your entire life. Change your beliefs, because your beliefs are fucking nonsense. Uh, which you are listening to the nonsense podcast. You are probably at the right place, to be honest. Anyways, though, uh, so he was out of the triple dark dare nonsense dare. Uh, he sticks his tongue to the flagpole, and it is stuck. He, his tongue is now stuck to the flagpole. Um... And, uh, so, so I, I do my research. At this point in the film, I, I put on my detective glasses and I do my research. And what does doing my research mean? Uh, it means, uh, what? I Googled it. Uh, and turns out what you need to do, uh, first of all, um, before you do anything, if you're just, if you're actually stuck to the flag, what you're talking on there, it can happen also. It, this is an actual true thing. It can happen. So don't actually try this. But somehow you get your, you know, you're, you're in a glory hole, you know, there's no heat, you know, it gets stuck to something, I don't know, uh, what, what you're doing. What you need to do, first of all, breathe hot air, and you're like, I don't know how to breathe hot air. You know how to breathe hot air, I'm telling you. Uh, think, think in your mind, breathe hot air, and then put your hand in front of your mouth. It's hot air. That's the first thing you should do, breathe hot air. That'll help melt whatever's going on there. Uh, the second thing I would do, get hot water. You probably don't need boiling, just, you know, you stick it in there, it's like, ooh, that's hot. Uh, and then pour it on it, it might melt away, you know, that might, that might help. Uh, and then if that doesn't help, uh, and that should probably get the job done. To be honest with you, that will get the job done. Um, worst case scenario, uh, it's hot on your tongue. What they did to this kid though, they called the fire department. They cut it off. They kind of cut it off. Like, I don't think it's like that bad of damage. I think it'll heal or anything. Dude had a lisp for the rest of the movie. Uh, so they went, uh, the hard way. Anyways, though, they go back to class, and so I'm looking at the, the, the classroom, so, like, the left side of the, the chalkboard, it had, like, music notes and stuff like that. Middle was, like, their English prompt, and then the right side was math equations, or uh, arithmetics, arithmetics, as they called it back then, apparently. Uh, and uh, those of you know, the, the math problems were, like, uh, triple-digit addition-subtraction. Uh, I'll get to the middle part the writing in a second, but I want to talk about the music lines because I have a music degree. And for most people, when I get some of this, but I did, um, the first line there, there was just like, it was just named, it said, name this tune. And I used my music degree and I looked at that first line. I determined, and I also want to, I'm, I'm going to flex a little bit for a second. I did not pull out like a keyboard to play it or anything. I looked at my mind. I figured that shit out. I can, I can do that. You're like, how do you know how to do that? I'm like, I went to college. That's that's how I did that. And uh, it's called uh, playing music for your entire life. That's also a good a good lesson. So I learned the first one didn't even have a title at top of it, and I just figured out it was Mary had a little lamb because I'm built different. Uh, the second line it did say Yankee Doodle as the title, but then there was a second line, and so 
you know, noticing kind of like my pattern ideas or anything. Like the top line was married a little lamb. The second line was Angie Doodle. Then I had to determine, uh, is the third line a new thing or is it a continuation of something? Now, so it, I definitely not confirmed, but, uh, just kind of looking at the notes I could see, because I could only see like two measures of it, and it looked like an ending of a song. It did look like it was the ending for Yankee Doodle. Uh, so every time you watch A Christmas Story, and you look and you see music notes on that screen, just know, Married a Little Lamb and Yankee Doodle. You're welcome, America. You're welcome, America. Uh, oh yeah, in the middle was their handwriting assignment. They're supposed to write like a, it's called a theme paper, or just a just NATO, an essay or whatever. It's called What I Want for Christmas. So, you know, and it was basically, uh, basically, yeah, basically Ralphie's like, I'm going to write about getting this BB gun. And uh, so anyways, we go home. We're, go, we're getting ready to go home. Flick, they're on their way home. You know, Flick has gauze all over his mouth. He's like, I'm Flick. Because <laughs> they cut it. Because they cut the fucking thing. It's bleeding everywhere. He's bleeding all over everyone. Uh, cutting... Oh yeah, like usually that shit, you know. I would say though, you know, if I if I was just a person, I would say cutting his tongue off would be my last option. But that was the first option in the 1950s. But then they run into the bully who they typically have to just deal with his uh recklessness and shit like that. Uh his name is Scott Farkas, and I bet you thought his name was Scott Farkas. And I bet some of you have watched this movie before and be like, Scott Farkas. I'm like, no, it's Scott. I watched it with subtitles. I'm I'm that kind of autistic. S-C-U-T. Um, that's who is Scott. And then he has, uh, basically he looked like a creepier version of Sid from Toy Story. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to get real here. Uh, we also meet his little sidekick, Grover Dill, who basically was like his assistant. And uh, both of those people are destined for prison. You all remember when you were kids, you you met people and like, this person is a terrible human being. And you're like, they're going to be in prison soon. And, and then and like their excuse like, Always just stuff happening. Cops are just following me around all the time while I do shit. Like, I'm sorry I robbed five stores. It wasn't me, you know? I don't know why you think I robbed these five stores, even though there's video proof. You know, it's those, those people. Um, uh, and then I'm just, yeah, I think at that point I noticed, I'm like, a lot of older movies have just, like, kids who are dying from prison. You know, movies these days are just like, our grandparents cause us trauma. Our parents cause us trauma. I'm like, yeah, that, that's, I think both, I think, also, that kind of comes back to the kid destined for prison and shit like that. Oh, yeah. So we so we get back to Ralphie's house, and uh, Ralphie's dad's just, like, ecstatic for some reason. I think we all know when your dad's just ecstatic about some nonsense. Uh, he's like, I, I got a Western Union telegram that I won a prize. I'm like, all I know about Western Union nowadays is that uh, if someone wants you to send them money over Western Union, you're probably getting scammed. Or you're from the 1850s. <laughs> it has to be one of those two. Um, I got a telegram from the Western Union. <laughs> okay. Okay, Boomer. Uh, okay. And uh, and so basically it's like, we're waiting for the prize to come, you know. And then they eat dinner and they made a whole thing about, like, Ralphie's brothers, just that kid who doesn't like to eat. And, like, every family member has that, that one member that just doesn't eat voluntarily. I'm like, whew, that did not age well. People have, some people have eating disorders. I don't even know what's going on with Ralphie's brother, but we're not going to get into that because this is a fun show. Uh, so then we learned that they won the fucking leg lamp. Uh, and Ralphie's dad had the biggest fucking boner. Now it's the 1950s, and uh, it was before the VHS. So if you wanted to watch real porn, you had to go to a theater, which, like, 
we all know there's problems there. Like people who worked at the porn theaters were like, I wish we could stay a business, but that fucking fucking porn on VHS. I'm like, it's just too easy. Like people just don't want to jerk off in a theater with a bunch of other guys anymore. Uh, and, uh, and so like, and like, it's, so it's a, it's a leg lamp and it's the legs and like, it's like in heels and like a uh, fishnet stockings and, and it's a lamp and he hangs in the front yard and like the neighbors are like, this is fucking cool. Cause like everyone's just a fucking horn dog. I'm like, I'm so happy I have internet porn where I can just see a woman and not get a, just like get a chub, you know, you know, like just see a woman existing and be like, I'm not horning right now. You know, just like, it's nice, you know? That's the, that's the the benefits of porn. It's just like, yeah, I can respect women because I can because I can just watch a video of a woman who's not being respected. Um, anyways, though, so that that that's a weird fucking trip or anything. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna I don't need a drink. I'm sorry, folks. <sighs> okay. Uh, so then I go tree shopping. Uh, and which is, I assume it would start to become the plot to a Hallmark movie. But, uh, anyways, they negotiate a, a tree, but the, they, but the deal came with the guys just ties it to their car. I'm like, I don't think that's a deal, my friend. I think you just got a guy doing his job who is going to do that regardless of how much you pay for that tree. Okay. So then basically they got a flat tire, but like, but like in dad fashion, it's like, let's see how fast I can change this tire. Cause I think the dad was kind of excited. And then the mom's like, Ralphie, go help him. And so Ralphie was holding the bolts. And then he accidentally, like, jig, like twitched or something. I don't even know what happened. But anyway, he jumped, and then he tosses all, like, the little bolts that go to your tire. And he says, fudge. But he didn't say fudge. Now, I'm going to be honest. I know what word he said. All right, are you ready? If you have kids listening to Cancel Squeezy, cover your ears. He said, fuck. Which his dad and his mom had the biggest fucking fit about him saying, fuck. You know, to be honest with you, if it was my kid, you know, and he did something that requires a fuck when you do it. Like, kids, like, most kids today, like, my friends who have kids, and they're just like, he's like, yeah, he tripped, and he said, fuck. And I'm like, well, he's not right. And, like, you know, you don't hear kids, like, saying that shit at, like, school or whatever, but, like, at the same time, you're like, you're just like, okay, uh, mommy and daddy said his word, but you're not allowed to, you know. And it, it, it's a weird thing, but they make Ralphie eat soap. Uh, you know, and then the boomers are like, yeah, we used to eat soap. Said words. And then they're like, ah, kids eat Tide Pods. I'm like, you used to eat soap. Uh, and you used to have your kids eat soap. Anyways, though, oh, Ralphie, and he also, like, uh, first of all, like, rats out his friend Schwartz for teasing the word when he clear, clearly he learned it from his dad. So. Congratulations. You played yourself. And. Uh, first of all, ride or die. So. Uh, bitch move. And um, then. So. Uh, and then. Yeah, this is an old movie, so we just have a lot of weird plot points. Um, where Alfie's really into this show, a radio drama called Little Orphan Annie. Uh, radio dramas are a lot like podcasts, and uh, but they're probably a lot better than podcasts. Um, it's like those podcasts where they tell stories, but they were like better back then. Now, now they probably suck. Um, podcasts also suck nowadays, except for Cancel Shweezy. Anyways, though, he's, like, waiting to get, like, this decoder pin or whatever. So eventually he gets it in the mail. He had to drink, like, a ton of fucking Ovaltine to get it. And at the beginning of the show, they tell you, like, this code, and with your decoder pen, you can, like, figure out the message. And, like, so he figured it out. He's like, drink Ovaltine. And I'm like, I'll be so fucking mad, dude. Like, he deserved to be out. And, uh, 
basically uh, basically screwed the kid over. Uh, then his mom breaks the leg lamp, and dad is angry out of horniness. And apparently, uh, from the narrator, apparently this did not go, this is a very big story in the family tradition. Uh, and he's like, I'm not mad because I'm horny. I'm mad because I won a contest, and you were jealous or something like that. Like, I was like, that's, he's just, like, devastated. His life is ruined. Uh, men in the 1950s apparently did not have a lot going for them. They had to work a job, probably that they did not like, and they probably got fired and had to find a new job and stuff like that, while their wives just got to sit at home doing fucking opium all day, you know? That shit like that. Oh, and then Ralphie gets his, uh, paper back, the one he wrote about his wanting a BB gun for Christmas. He got a C plus. And, uh, just like his mom said, the teacher said, no, you'll shoot your eye out. Now, when a good writing teacher would not give a kid a C plus because she doesn't like the gift he requested to get. She would give him a C plus based on his writing ability, which is some bullshit. Uh, so Ralphie's in a bad mood. And uh, remember Farkas, the, the kid destined for prison? Uh, he started to try Ralphie. Tra Ralphie was done with that shit. So he started beating the living shit out of Farkas. And this was my favorite part of the movie. I think I mentioned this earlier, but... Uh, this was the best part of the movie. I'm like, kids deserve it. Which, you know, it's weird, too. Like, I don't get this. Like, and it's a weird thing in my high school. I remember they did in my high school. It was weird. And I went to high school late 20, 20,000s, 20, 2000, 20, 2000s, 20, 2000s, uh, in late, to, early 2010s, you know. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, kids can just fight. And you know what? It just happens, you know. Kids, a kid can just on another kid. And like, that kid's on the football team. It doesn't matter. But, like, when you're an adult and you do that, I'm like, serious shit could happen. I don't know why it's, like, okay for kids to assault each other, but adults, it's not. Like, I don't know. See, I don't know. If I had a kid, you know, and I heard, like, you know, you basically, assuming you get the truth, the whole truth of the story, you know, and, like, a, a guy is just, you know, like, gave my child a black eye and assaulted my child, uh, I would make sure that, and the school's not doing shit about it, I would make sure that family is paying us, you know, money, very big money, you know, and stuff like that, and, like, they're getting sued out of the ass about that. You know, I would not let it fucking my fucking child get bullied like that. You know, like kids got to learn. Um, anyways, though, but yeah, his parents didn't care because also like his parents also like his Ralphie's little brother, like told his mom and his mom, like got him to stop finally. Um, and, uh, you know, and shit like that. And so, uh, you know, you know, his mom got him to stop. And then like they told, and then Ralphie told his parents, like Ralphie got into a fight today. Well, okay. Which is like, okay, you know, it's like, I guess his parents did not give a shit, you got in a fight. But also, like, if I was Ralphie's parents, you know, Ralphie's not a bully. Like, you know Ralphie's not, you know Ralphie's not, like, a bully to anyone. You know, Ralphie got into a fight, and in the situation he was in, Ralphie got into a fight in one. You're like, that's pretty fucking awesome, dude. Congrats. Uh, and stuff like that. Um, anyways, though, and I guess, what, what, what happened next? Uh, so... And I get, what, what am I, what am I sure was, oh yeah, no, here's what I wrote in my notes. The funniest shit was that Ralphie's parents didn't give a shit about his fight. I mean, honestly, it was somewhat self-defense. So then, oh, no, so then Ralphie realized, oh, no, never mind, now we're moving on. So Ralphie realizes if he wants to get that BB gun, he has to ask Santa. So he goes to the mall. His The whole family goes to the mall, and his parents are like, all right, you're going to meet Santa. We're going to go do anything else. And him and his brother are waiting in line to see Santa. I'm like, you know. What? Most parents are just like, I want to get a picture of my kid with Santa. It's so cute, you know. Uh, his parents are like, fuck, fuck my kids, you know. 
Uh, and then I noticed, like, Wizard of Oz characters visited Ralphie and his brother in that, and it's like, why are there so many Wizard of Oz references in this fucking movie? I guess the studio owned it, maybe? I don't know, but it was weird. It's a weird amount. Uh, so eventually Ralphie's able to meet Santa, and for some reason you have to climb the stairs, meet Santa, and then you get sent down a slide to get away from Santa so they don't come back. Uh, Ralphie eventually freezes up, and uh, eventually... He gets tossed on the slide, but he, he eventually caught himself and climbed back up, and he says he wants a BB gun. And Santa's like, no, kid, you'll shoot your eye out. So this is the third time the movie kid's like, no, kid, you'll shoot your eye out. I'm like, you know, if I was that kid, I'd be like, fuck my life. Um, uh, and then it's Christmas Eve, and they're putting the tree together, which is too late. You, you put your tree up uh, right after Thanksgiving, and you take it down a couple days after New Year's. You know what? You bought a tree... That's that's how you get your money's worth out of the tree. You don't fucking use it for a day. You went you bought a real tree too, which is some bullshit. Uh, which is some fucking bullshit. Um, and it snowed overnight, so Christmas was special. They opened everything up. You know, uh, Rafi's brother got a Zeppelin on wheels for Christmas. Okay, I don't get that shit at all. And then like his their aunt Clara bought made. Fucking Ralphie a bunny costume. Like, wear it, Ralphie. His mom's like, wear the fucking costume. So he puts it on, kind of his hair, and I'm like, I want to fucking kill myself. Then Ralphie's dad, a normal human man, is like, you know what, Ralphie? Ralphie's dad is like the normal... I feel like I'm I'm very much Ralphie's dad. Mine is the fact that I can scare dogs. See, I don't want to scare dogs. Um, and uh, then, so, like, then he's like, Ralphie, you don't have to wear that unless your aunt's over. Like, mate, let him take, and he was like, let him take the goddamn fucking costume off, the bunny costume off. And it's like, okay. Uh, because consent did not exist in the 1950s, apparently. Uh, he had to put it on. Uh, and shit like that, you know. Um, uh, but luckily, you know, everything, Christmas, you, Christmas, you think Christmas is over, but Ralphie's dad's like, huh, you didn't get everything you wanted? Check behind that little desk over there. And Ralphie looks around the desk and he opens it up. It's a fucking BB gun. The BB, the BB gun he wanted. And it's like, this is perfect. Perfect Christmas memory. This is where the movie should have ended. The movie should have ended a little bit after this. But no. The movie keeps fucking going on. Uh, so, the, like, it's perfect. Ralphie got the BB gun. He hears this nice little story. It's perfect. Perfect down to the last detail. It's all perfect. So, then, uh... Well, then, uh, Ralphie's just shooting shit in the backyard, because that's what you do when you fucking get a toy, you want to play with it. <laughs> and, you fucking start. and he shoots it, and he breaks his glasses, but like, luckily he's able to fake a scenario, and be like, a oh, nice thing fell on my face, and the glasses are broken. And, and the parents are like, you're just going to have to wear it till you know, um, you're just going to have to wear it, you know, and maybe until we can get a new one, you know, it's like, you know, assuming that's the, the situation. Uh, but what, but apparently the door was open, the dogs came in, ate the Christmas turkey, and the dad likes turkey, which, it's weird, because I don't know a lot of guys who like, you know, who's like, I fucking want to fuck it, I'm gonna eat some fucking turkey, you know, but this dad loved it, probably because it was the 1950s, and they used real food back then, uh, so they had to go to a Chinese restaurant, uh, they ate a duck, which is close to a turkey, but the family was fine, and Christmas was good after all. So it's just like this weird side plot at the end of it. Then Ralphie sleeps with his gun, like every fucking psycho in America, and that's why we have school shootings. And that's the end of the movie. So what did we learn? Uh, if you give a child a gun, they will shoot themselves. That's why you give them a BB gun. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, do not stick your tongue to a flagpole. It will be in the cold. It will freeze. Um, and uh, we also have to decide... Should this movie be considered a Christmas classic? Now, I do think, hey, if, if, you know, if you are a family 
who enjoys watching Christmas movies. I do think this was a good one to keep in your rotation. Uh, however, is this the greatest movie of all time? No, but is it overrated? Uh, I would. It's there's a maybe fifty percent overrated, but fifty percent like I've never seen this movie before, so I've been able to not have to watch this. So, but like I can imagine some people have to watch it all the time on Christmas, and I could see how that's annoying. But can't, should it be in the Christmas classic? I actually do think like in like. The best Christmas movies of all time. I think this one is a good contender. I don't think it's the great, my favorite. Elf is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. But should this be on the list? Like, yeah, it can be on your list of Christmas movies. I think it's fine. Uh, some of you hate it. That's okay. And you know what? Guess what? I'm not forcing you to watch. You don't have to watch this movie. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't. I don't give a shit about you, about your feelings, um, about your feelings. I just want you to. The only thing I care about is you, your ears, listening or watching, or both me on this show. That's all that matters to me in the end. As, you know, as our friend Chester once said, it doesn't even matter, you know. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, we're going to do advice right now. Uh, the advice of uh, what I will say here is uh, ask Shweezy, the part of the show where I get questions and I answer them. That's, that's uh, I mean, that's all it is. That's that's all we're fucking doing here, folks. We're just fucking answering questions here. Then I'm gonna be funny and or maybe be get a little nonsense in there. If you're like, I listen to this because it's a serious show, and, and the problem, I, and I think the real problem is, folks. I think the real problem is, 
is that uh, every comment, uh, 90% of the, 5%, 10% of the comments are just, like, mean, which is happens when you do shit like this. But 90%, that, that's the funny, it's 90% intellectual comments. Very smart. And I, and uh, it makes me very confused. I don't know, I just don't, it's a good thing I don't have to reply to anything. Anyways, though, let's get into questions that you probably have that I'm going to answer right now. So, uh, uh, how I can keep my butt from being violated during my marriage ceremony. I'll keep it short. <laughs> I don't know how you... Okay. It's very common in my country for guys to grab the groom's butt during his marriage ceremony, and I'm already getting butt threats. <laughs> People suggest different stuff, but never anything feasible. I'm currently looking at skateboard padded shorts. Maybe have my tailor take measurements in those in account. Any well-intended advice appreciated. I don't do these things, and I don't like them done to me. Sucks to have my pride hurt on my big day. So, so I wish I, I wish I had a highlight that said we live in a society, but um. So, so all right. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, and we're gonna process this at the same time. Uh, because I read this, and now I'm gonna process it. And we're all going to process it together as we listen to this. How can I keep my butt from being violated during my marriage ceremony? And uh, my coming is coming for guys to grab the groom's butt during his marriage ceremony. Okay, so I guess violated is a term, but to be honest, fellas, if if my... And I feel like this goes to every gender. I feel like every gender can get involved with this. It, most genders, I'm going to say my butt being violated... Um, the butthole, not the butt cheeks. You know, someone slapping my ass gives me a butt grab, like a cheek grab. I, I do. I, I wish I had a nice ass, but I'm also a man. I, I do have somewhat of a Hank Hill ass. I, I will say that. I wish I didn't. You know, if I could be created, if God created me in a way where if uh, I was uh, built built any different, I'm already built different, but if I was built any different. I would become God. God was not going to allow that. God doesn't, God, if you create someone, you're not going to allow them to overthrow you. Just saying. He probably made that, you know, he's probably made that mistake a couple times. And we just don't know about it. Uh, In your country. And I'm going to be honest with you. I knew a little bit about this question before coming in. So I did, I did do some research. AKA, I googled it. Um, could not figure out the country. I'm going to tell you, I could not figure out the fucking country. Oh, fucking, fucking. Yeah, everyone's just going to grab the groom's ass the wedding day. So, this is made up. I don't know, but someone's going to be, some, some, someone's going to be like, I know what country it is. Uh, in my mind, they're brown. That's the skin color. In my, in my opinion, the skin color is brown. If it's white, I'm going to be really surprised. It could be the USA. Imagine it's just like, yeah, this is Arkansas. You know, just like, what the fuck? Um, anyways, though, how can you prevent it? Um, uh, the, the best advice I could give, so... Okay, so, in the United States, there's a general marriage tradition where you you kind of figure out, like, the groom's, like, you know, like vehicle they're going to drive off in, the groom's vehicle, yada, 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 you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you'd write, just married, and you put, like, maybe tin cans or whatever on it. Uh, fun story, my, my dead father, 
apparently he saw people like use like the car chalk or whatever on his car. He immediately went to a car wash to wash it off. That's the kind of guy. Uh, to to be honest. Uh, what a great guy, and his weirdness really rubbed off on me. Uh, anyways, though, I was, you know, one of my best friends got married, and uh, at the time, which I'm surprised he sold this shit, because he got kids, and he's like, I'm selling it. Uh, he sold it. Uh, he had a Jeep, a fucking great Jeep. It had ants at one point, but, like, also, it's pretty easy for a Jeep to get ants, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right there. I'm like, how do you fucking have ants in this Jeep, and, like, you love it? Anyways, though. He had a Jeep at the time. He was getting married. And uh, he told everyone that if you touch my Jeep, I will fucking beat the shit out of you. Now, he's in the Air Force. He's a little guy. He's um, he's a little bit small. He's smaller than me uh, weight-wise. Uh, my, only, my only advantage would be sitting on him. That would be my only way to fight him. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, he was like, uh, no one touched. No one touches my Jeep, or I'll, I will beat the shit out of you. I don't know if he used those words, but uh, yeah, he would have. Yeah, he's he's that kind. Of, he's the kind of guy. Like, yeah, he, like he's. You look at him, and you're like, that guy can't fight. And, you, and he, you watch him fight. Well, he he's fast, and he has the strength. It's he's like a reverse kingpin from Spider-Man Daredevil comics. If you know with Daredevil, uh, kingpin, he's he looks like a, just a super fucking fat ass. But, however, uh, he is 0% fat. It's all muscle. And uh, he will literally beat the shit out of you. Uh, this guy was reverse that. He was super skinny and super small, but he will beat the shit out of you. Um, anyways, though, so I was scared. So uh, threatened violence. That's going to be my answer because I don't know how to – I don't know how to prevent other men from grabbing your your butt cheeks. Uh but, like, violating your butthole? Um, bring a gun. I don't know. That's going to be my best advice. Maybe just bring a gun. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Why is NoFap good? So, NoFap, uh, I'm just making a guess here. That's This is all I have. NoFap. So, um, I'm a little undereducated on this, but I'm going to talk anyways. You're listening to a fucking podcast. You're like, this dude's going to talk on something he knows nothing about. I'm like... Bitch, we're over an hour into this show. Like, I don't think you have time to be asking yourself moral questions. Uh, NoFap. So, um, from what I know about the NoFap community, I know there's a Reddit, subreddit, Reddit, subreddit, there's a subreddit, or there's a community on Reddit. There's probably communities in other type of forums, but I know Reddit's the most popular one that, uh, that you can still maybe find a woman and uh, maybe still get laid. Uh, it's 50, there's like a 50% chance if you're on Reddit, you have, you get laid. Um, but the NoFap community is this idea of no masturbation and this idea of like, if you don't masturbate, uh, your body will work better and more efficiently. Uh, and there's other health benefits and there's idea there's a health benefit to not fucking jerking off. Um, I, you know, and I'm just going to continue to answer this question as if for, for men, because I don't know how to answer that for women. But um, I do believe we all should come, women and men. We all need to come. That's all. That's all. Your mom starts coming and she won't stop coming, as Smash Mouth said. Uh, but I feel like uh, this is an ans- This is a question that men need to know the answer to. So NoFap. Um, is NoFap good? Is the idea of not jerking off like a good idea? So here's here's the thing, because I feel like a lot of things have gotten tied. Uh, 
I believe jerking off and be able to get yourself to nut, and I, I generally believe men need to nut in order to just function correctly. Like, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of analogies, and I've talked about it before on this show, where like men, semen, and like you know, in men is somewhat like a poison, and we have to get it out of our bodies, and so we have to figure out a way. Sometimes you meet women who are cool and help you with that. Sometimes you just have to do it manually. So, in my mind, jerking off. Uh, in itself is okay, and I think it's healthy for men to do that. And I actually, and there's generally, like, I know uh, some people will talk about, like, if you want to check for testicular cancer, uh, you definitely have to, like, manually jerk yourself off, like, at least once a month, you know. Even if you have a good partner who, like, you generally are, like, you're fucking a lot, you know. And I've, I'm, I've started doing this thing where it's, like, you meet certain people. You're like, yeah, so I saw this guy, and I'm like, that dude fucks. You know, it's just like a guy who has a lot of kids or whatever. Uh, yeah, but no, um, but yeah, no. Generally, though, even if you're in a like a like a good relationship where you're you know you're fucking a lot, you know, at least once a month you gotta like jerk yourself off, and it's like a good way to you know. And you're like, ah, that hurts, and you're like, okay, I need to get something checked out, you know. So yeah, no masturbation in itself. We're just talking about masturbation. I a hundred percent believe that you know. Yeah, we definitely men men need to nut, and I think masturbation is a good thing. However, though, we do when we get to the topic of pornography, because a lot of men need pornography to nut. So, like nutting is good, and so I definitely believe, uh, you know what we're you know what we're talking about. Like I think being able men ejacula, ejaculation. If we're gonna be scientists here, that's a good thing. However, porn. I do think there there could be a lot of problems with it. Like, a lot of guys need porn to, you know, come and, you know, stuff like that. And they get into relationships and they're like, I can't figure it out. You know, shit like that. And then, you know, they realize, like, oh, we put porn on the TV, you know. So, like, that, it can be a really problem. And some guys are like, I can't even get it up to my wife. It has to be porn, you know. And it can be a real problem, like, at times and stuff like that. So, I do, I do understand that. Like, porn, it's weird porn because, you know, you know, I'm a kid of the 2000s. I'm a 90s kid. Uh, grew up in the 2000s, too. I think the 2000s is when my PP started getting hard. And, like, you know, internet existed, but, like, porn wasn't, like... It was hard to figure that out. And, like, most of us did not have good internet. We could be watching videos and maybe get a picture or whatever. Like, that's how much we get on the internet. But some of us didn't know how to erase our history and our Christian parents were upset. And it's, it's a whole fucking ordeal. But, uh... Nowadays, like, we all have our own phones. We're just fucking looking at our own phones, and, like, everything is on our phones. And it's so weird. And, like, there ha- like you know, in, in my mind, I generally believe, like, our access to, like, porn is just, like, whatever we want is good. And I'm, like, I'm an adult, and I've, and I've generally learned, like, hey, porn isn't real. Like, it's good to jerk off to, but it's not real. It's not real. And women don't actually think that way. So you have to, it's like, you know. And so I like, I've generally tried to like work myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not healthy, but like, you know, I can look at porn and have fun with it. But like a lot of people don't, and it's bad. So the NoFap community, it's bad for like telling people, like, hey, don't ejaculate. You need to ejaculate. Men need to ejaculate. However, their idea of what they think about porn, like, they have a lot of good points. And so, uh, that's what I'll say, though. They have a lot of good points on porn. And uh, if you don't really understand porn correctly and can't, aren't getting some and stuff like that, and you rely on porn for all your needs and shit like that, like, it's pretty bad. Uh, 
like I don't know what else I have to say on that. Uh, or I, I could just keep rambling if I wanted to, but I don't. I want to move on to to uh, our next question. Here's feeling good all the time, folks. All right. Why do so many people worship the boot that is law enforcement? We've seen time and again, it's just more than just a few bad apples. Why do you support law enforcement? Okay. So I generally have to think, like, yeah, and I've lived in places that would generally do that. So I do want to, I want to go in before, I want to go in before we go into any race type of a situation when we talk about this. Why people do generally think law enforcement, because, so I would say, I want to talk about my situation because I, you know, I've lived in middle of nowhere, Midwest, majority of my life. Uh, I was in college when uh, Ferguson, like, you know, Ferguson, Missouri happened and, uh, and, and that whole stuff happened and stuff like that. And so, you know, and generally before that, you know, it's like, you know, the cops, you know, they're just doing their job and stuff like that. That's anytime you hear that before. It's that I, I didn't, you know, I, you know, there were basically the towns I lived in, like there were black people, but they were not like uh, the type of black people police are looking for, you know. And then, you know, I lived in neighborhoods where black people lived and you, know, you, you, you figure it out. So like that. And you have. And so after that, you know, like uh, don't stop. Stop, don't shoot, or whatever. And what was the fucking phrase? Uh, with Ferguson, Missouri. And it was like, and you just start doing more research, and then more. And you know, after Ferguson, like, you just had more people filming, more stuff, shit just happened. And you just watch cops just fucking shoot people. And then uh, you fucking get to recently, and you're just fucking like watching cops fucking choking out guys to death, which is like shooting someone's like, can sometimes be instant, sometimes not, but like, this dude was, like, legit choking a guy, like, watching him die, watching the breath and the life go out of this man's eyes. Like, who that is just, I would say uncomfortable, but it's worse than uncomfortable. That's what I would say and stuff like that. And so, uh, why people, uh, first of all, you know, let's just talk about, like, I don't know, I want to say, you know, I think cops are people who got C's and D's in high school and are now dead, and you're like, uh, and you're like, uh, when you say like, and I like to say all cops are bad cops. And you're like, you can't just fucking say that. I'm like, well, look at police unions. Police has a union and, uh, every cop will support a bad cop and stuff like that. And when, and like you hear, I've heard a million stories about this, about how someone was like, Hey, I want to report this cop. They're doing something bad. I want to report. Yeah, I want to report that. And I want to do this shit. And then. Somehow, the guy reported that got fired, but not, like, the cop who's doing the shit, and the cop could continue doing shit. And you hear about, like, the cops who let a little boy, like a 14-year-old boy, go back to Jeffrey Dahmer because he lived in a black neighborhood, and these, you know, Jeffrey was white and shit like that. They were, like, the cops were, like, once they figured out Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking monster, they were, like, look, I don't I don't see how you guys can fucking still have a job. And the police union got involved, and it's, like, oh, they're still back. Uh, the police union is the one union I don't support. Every other union I will support, but not the police union. Uh, anyways, though, why do pol- – and, and so it's, like, all – if a good cop – there wouldn't – there would be good co- – well, okay, so no. Hold on. I need to figure out my what I'm fucking saying before I go into this. Uh, uh there's no good cops, only bad cops, and it's like because if there was good cops, 
there wouldn't be bad cops. And you just you can see just how the internals of how police departments work. And it's just fucking bad. You know, it's just it's just that fucking shit. But why people worship law enforcement, it's because uh, they see them as the goddamn fucking Avengers. Uh, cops, they're seen as just fucking like, oh, cops are just selfless people who are just wanting to protect human beings. They're superheroes, and people think they're superheroes. No, there are people you went to fucking high school with with anger management issues who got C's and D's in high school, barely passed. Uh, they went to six months of training, which they probably let everyone fucking pass. And it's weird how they let fucking cops uh, be able to enforce laws when people who defend laws, like lawyers, they have to go to school for like oh, like close to a decade just to be able to defend someone who did probably nothing wrong and is just the skin color of someone they don't like. It, it's just fucking insane. Uh, why people, I mean, the, the simple answer to why your question, why do so many people worship law enforcement is because they think they're the fucking Avengers. And a lot of times, like they're scared of black people. And so law enforcement are the ones to get rid of black people. That's a hundred percent. Um, anyways, though, that was not a fun question. I'm moving on. <clears throat> what would you assume about a shirt reading if I wanted the government in my uterus, I'd fuck a senator. Okay. Um, first of all, um, first of all, uh, this, it, it, I don't know how I get this question ended up on a fucking episode. I'm just going to let that. Um, if you saw someone wearing, if I wanted the government in my uterus, I'd fuck a senator. And what do I assume about that person? I would assume that they're very pro-life, and they definitely are against whatever the fuck our government's doing right now with uh, repealing Roe v. Wade, which is, I don't know, it's just fucking, there's so, like, you know, you'd be like, I don't like abortion, I think abortion is killing babies. I'm like, okay, then you you believe that, that's fine, but you, you need to make sure the world is is a good place because we were like, I want babies to be born. And then you're like, I don't care if kids die in school. I'll fucking shoot them. I don't give a shit. Um, and then, so then I see a woman wearing a shirt that says, if I wanted the government in my uterus, I'd fuck a center. So this woman's clearly stating, okay, you see a woman wearing that shirt and you're like, I wonder what the fuck that means. <laughs> Are you fucking, I don't even know what to fucking say about you. Uh, the idea is that uh, women do not want their fucking uh, bodies being controlled by the fucking government. That's all it is. And, like, she's saying, if I wanted the government my uterus, meaning if I wanted the government to control my body, I'd fuck a senator. Meaning that anyone but Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham has fucking freckles on his butthole. Uh, he is gay until proven that he doesn't have that on his butthole. He doesn't have fucking freckle birthmarks on his butthole. A hundred percent. Um but yeah, no, it's like she's, she's just a pro-life person. And the idea that you're fucking against that, you know, you're like, fucking, fucking this person wants a fucking senator to fuck her. Um, I guarantee she doesn't. Can you imagine Mitch McConnell? And can we talk about fucking bitch Mitch for a second? He voted, so there's like the marriage act or whatever, and people were like so mad. Some people were so mad about him. Like, you're mad that you can't oppress people anymore? You're the fucking worst person. Sorry, I gotta fix my green screen for a second uh like you're mad that people you can't suppress people anymore i'm like fuck you uh anyways though um what was i saying uh yeah and he has an asian wife and he's like interracial marriage and he's like voting against it and you're like brother 
You have an Asian wife. You fell for the sake. You fell for the anime girl. You can't be doing this shit. My brother, you cannot be doing this shit. Anyways, though, uh, to answer your question, if I was in the government in my uterus, I'd say I'd fuck a senator. Meaning, it means that women, you know, want to control their own bodies like, you know, men currently do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's weird. Like, I guess the thing I have to say, it was just like, men, okay, men, we're, we're doing a thing where if a woman wants to have sex with you and you don't want to have sex with them, what you have to do is you have to jizz into a cup and then they're going to insert your jizz into a woman. She might get pregnant and then you have to keep the kid. That's, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, no, I don't want that fucking to happen. Fuck you, you know? I, I don't know. I think I'm, you know, even if you're like, I don't, I think, I think fetuses are babies. Like, ew. First of all, ew. Second of all, it's like, well, if it's your body, do whatever the fuck you want with it, you know? Let's, let's move on. I'm finishing the rest of this. I'm fucking, I'm fucking, this episode's fucking getting to me. All right. Do you think Henry Cavill? Cavill? Henry Cavill? It's Henry Cavill, right? Henry Cavill Cavill? Was pulled from Superman because he pulled himself from The Witcher? No, I don't think he... I don't think that was the case. I think... I think Henry... Henry probably, like, pulled himself from The Witcher because he thought he was going to be doing a lot of Superman shit. And I don't think people understand, like, I, you know... Movies take a long time to get made. Some people don't really fucking understand the idea. Like, watch just one scene from a movie, and then think about, like, how many, like, camera cuts there are. Just look how many, like, different angles there are. Realize, like, don't watch fucking Friends or shit like that. Watch a movie. And you realize every, each individual angle is a different take, like, you know, someone had to do that scene, like, 10, 15 times, and I possibly could be wrong about that number two, it could be a lot more than that, I know it's, I could be wrong about how many times they did that scene, you know, this is how it is, you know, that's how movies are made, uh, and, like, that's how many times they did takes of that scene, to get that specific angle, sometimes it's like, uh, we need an angle of, like, you, behind this person like it just takes so much shit and you watch these netflix shows and they do that shit and it's like how many angles they got and like it's fucking insane how fast they're able to make seasons and shit like that's a season of a show and then you watch a movie that's an hour and a half but then you watch a tv show that's eight hours of content like like that and so theoretically tv shows should take longer but sometimes budget and shit like that everything gets in between yada 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 you know what i'm saying uh do i think henry cavill cavill I'm going to say Cavill. I'm going to say Cavill. Do I think Henry Cavill did it because of Witcher? Did they? No. I think James Gunn and the other guy. I don't know who the other guy is. I know it was James Gunn. I like I like James Gunn, but like I didn't really give a shit about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with y'all. Uh, the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad movie, did not give a shit about it. I did not give a shit. Like It was okay. It was a fun to watch, but I didn't give a shit. Peacemaker was a fun show. Like, that was great. Peacemaker was better than Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. Gardens of the Galaxy 2? Mid. Uh, I'm hoping 3 is great. You know, I'm just expecting it. But basically what it sounds like, what they're doing, I, I, I want to stay out of, for the most part, from 
uh, Black Adam and the Superman shit because that sounded like uh, maybe old people who were not leading the old people running the DC movies versus James Gunn and stuff, shit like that, you know? Um, it sounds like what James Gunn's wanting to do is reboot it. And in an idea of, like, I guess they had a meeting with Henry, and it did, and it basically ended with Henry making a post saying, like, I'm not going to be Superman anymore, and shit like that. So, you know, but, like, also, I think Henry Cavill, Cavill, Henry Cavill, I'm going to make sure I'm saying it the way I want to. Uh, he's a perfect, he's so good at Superman. So, first of all, I genuinely feel, as a boy from Kansas, I want to say that, as a boy from Kansas, I genuinely feel that Henry Cavill probably was the best Superman, uh, the, uh, the best Superman representation of a boy from Kansas. 100%. Uh, the only other one I would really say represent a boy from Kansas, maybe Tom Felling, Felling? from uh, Smallville. He kind of got it a little bit, but Henry Cavill, like, he just, he, he did it. And then I learned he was British. I'm like, what? And, you know, I don't care if you're British, just don't do it around me. You know, that that's what I think. So Henry Cavill, perfect. So, um... Yeah, I think it's just because they're going to reboot DC. They're going to reboot it, uh, do a whole new thing. And uh, the question of what they're doing with fucking Robert Pattinson's Batman is a big question because, uh, I mean, because they, they made a Batman movie. I like I like Robert Pattinson's Batman. I love the Batman. I wish, my real wish was, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, fucking, what's his fucking name? Uh, you know, with the ooh, the Batman before Ben Affleck, um, but him, God damn it! Uh, what's his fucking name? God damn it! I guess we're gonna have to look it up because I drink alcohol. Uh, the Batman movies with Christopher Nolan. Those Christopher Nolan movies. Christian Bale as, you know, this Batman. I went to Neil Patrick Harris as the Riddler, but, like, uh, with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, yeah, it was like, oh, what would the Riddler actually be like in in real life? And you're like, yeah, I was a real-life Riddler. But, like, I always feel like the Riddler, the idea of the Riddler was supposed to be, like, a goofy guy. But, like, the Riddler, they had the movie made sense. Um, anyways, I like the movie, though. But I don't know how they're that. Those are just like let's make remake, make another Christopher Nolan Batman. I don't know. Anyways, though, Henry Cavill needs to play Doctor Doom in Marvel, and uh, he because one, there's a career there. Two, uh, he is a nerd. He's a buff nerd for some reason. Buff nerd somehow exists. Like he would be the perfect. He would be so good at Doom. And uh, he's already British, so like people are like, he's gonna do a Romanian accent. I'm like, I don't think no one's anyone's gonna give a shit about that. He'd be so perfect. I'm like, uh, Doom, Doom, like strives for perfection. And like, I think the thing with Doom is why he wears the mask because he has like a scar going across his face. It's like a line just across his face. It's not even that bad. <laughs> it's like it's Henry Cavill. Like he's perfect for it. 
Uh, but no, they didn't do it because of the Witcher nonsense. Don't be stingy. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Everyone knows about bidets, but now, but why do people still choose not to install them? I know they're common in Asian Middle East. Uh, my question isn't for you, it's for these two. Okay. Um, so I have a lot of things I can say about that. As a bidet owner myself, I did have a plan. I did think about this when I put this question in and be like, I'm going to call Josh. And uh, we're 10.46 p.m. Uh, and Josh lives an hour ahead of me, and there's no way he's awake right now. So I was going to talk to him, like, Josh, why do you not have a bidet? And he's going to be like, well, it's gay. But I didn't use gay. I didn't say the word gay, but it's gay. But also, author of uh, Track and Desire, Journey After Swallowtail Kites out now, wherever you get your books at. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Here's some things I would say about why people are like against bidets. I've gotten to a, some fights about this with some people, women. Specifically, if you want to know, uh, not a lot of people actually know about bidets. I'm gonna tell you, not many people know about it, and not a lot of people know about the benefits. You know, like it's just it's weird because people think like, oh, you're spraying water in your butt. That's weird. I don't like that. You know, and because people have grown up just like with toilet paper, so people people who've grown up with just toilet paper, it's it's weird to them. Uh, and people think like bidets are expensive. No, I mean I spent a little bit of money. I spent. Maybe sixty to eighty dollars on mine, but I wanted a good one, and I've kept it through like four different homes I've lived in. So, just letting you know, uh, and they're easy to hook up to. People think like they're like my toilet won't work, and you think. Oh, and also a lot of people are like, uh, "What about uh, if it, is it warm water?" I'm like, you don't don't worry about the warm water. You'll get used to it. Uh, and then there's, uh, toxic masculinity who thinks anything about cleaning your butt is gay, which is not Josh Casey. Cleaning your butt is not gay, Joshua Casey. Uh, it's not gay at all. So don't, don't worry about that. And like, it's just, dude, it's just nice, like scratching your butt and you're like, you know what? There's no poop in my underwear. My butt's just itchy from living. You know, sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, you know, people are so used to toilet paper, and so they're weird when they change that. I think that's really, uh, the last thing I have to say about that. Like, people think it's weird because it's not the norm, and toilet paper has become the norm in the United States, and so people are just weird about that. So, Josh Casey, get up a day, so I can stop sending you that text every morning. Okay, uh, don't be stingy, you know. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, let's, let's just fun. Let's let's fucking end this show. You know. <sighs> okay, what, what were we doing? How do I teach my boyfriend to make out? I've always loved making out with, but my boyfriend kind of sucks at it. We rarely make out, only when we're drunk, and we don't drink at all anymore. He isn't experienced with making out, but I am. The thing is, everyone I've made out with has been either good at it or okay at it, and I have, haven't. Needed to teach anyone, so any tips on how to teach him? I'm going to talk to him soon, so I just want to be prepared. Okay. Um, so, I don't mean to, I, I'm just going to flex for a minute. Like, you know, y'all call me the foreplay king, you know. People are like, you gave yourself that name. I'm, I gotta tell you, no, I fucking did not give myself that name. I promise you, I promise to everyone I promise, what should I promise on? Not my mother. I'm like, fuck, fuck that shit. Uh, I promise you on my record collection 
that I did not give myself the name the foreplay king. But I will tell you what, what, what do I know about making out? Um, a lot. You know, I've you know I've had some dry spells, and then I made out with women. You're like, you're really good at this. I'm like, I know, because I'm cause I'm fucking the greatest of all time. That's not the air horn. That's the air horn. Yeah, you'll fucking know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, no. Um, yeah, how to be good at making out? Like, I'm not gonna teach you how to be good at foreplay because that's my secrets for me and myself only for the rest of my life. But like, if you wanna be good at making out? I can help you out with that. So I know there's like one thing. Like the big, the big, big question is: I, I wish I knew like what this guy was doing. I wish he would have told me. He's not very good at it. Um. First of all, you gotta shove your tongue into another person's mouth. Uh, that's gonna be the big thing. Like, that's what making me kissing a man uh, okay versus me gagging. It. <coughs> okay, gagging in my mouth. What did it? Okay, like I would put my tongue in another a woman's throat, but I would not do that in a man. So I would just you know, pecks on the lips. I'm like, I'll, I'll fucking do that all day. And you know, when you do it, so like, say if I was an actor and. Uh, and uh, they're like, you gotta kiss this man. I'm like, okay, kiss him on the like, you know, mouth kisses, you know, no big deal. But then they're like, gotta stick your tongue in his throat. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to have a clean stomach for this shit, you know, and stuff like that. There may be pictures of me kissing another man around there. Uh, figure out if it's real yourself. The only ones I know are blurry, so uh, you know. So how do you teach them? Um, I mean, one thing I know. Uh, that you should be telling guys who are making out with girls, I'm like, you write your name in cursive. Now, the problem is, they don't teach cursive in schools anymore. So, it's like, you know, you're like, you're like, and you just start doing that shit. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, so I guess figure out how to write in cursive, and then figure out how to do that with your tongue. Then maybe do some cool sh tricks with your tongue and stuff like that. Uh, and then, uh, maybe watch some soap operas or whatever women like and just figure out what they like, you know, or watch a video on YouTube maybe because my biggest trick is just writing my name in cursive and, uh, I go by many names, the uh, Sweezy, the foreplay king, daddy, Sam, if you, if you think I'm like your R worded cousin or whatever. Um, so yeah, just do that. Do that, and you'll be fine. Regardless, though, we're ending this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for checking out uh, everything that Cancel Sweezy has to offer you. The last episode of Christmas Sweezy, so I hope y'all had the best fucking Christmas ever. Um, I have a lot of cool Christmas plans going on, and uh, honestly, though, I think Christmas is the best holiday and the fact that, like, people decide, like, they want to be good people to each other makes my heart warm. And the fact, just, the idea, like, I don't know. That's why I love Christmas. Just, I, mean, I just, you know, I wish more in my life I could just be really good to people. And I wish I could do that all the time. But Christmas makes people who can be good to people all the time be good to people all the time. And it's just great. And so I love Christmas. So thank you for listening to Christmas, Sweezy. Uh, my cover last Christmas on Never Nude Records, Grandma Got Run Over by a Tour Van, out now. If you're not listening to that over Christmas, uh, you're a simp. And uh, fuck you, and fuck your family. 
And I don't. I hope you have a bad Christmas if you don't listen to Last Christmas by Shweezy. Uh, social media at the Shweezy. My music under Shweezy as well. And Stonehouse. Check out Stonehouse's uh, newest uh, song, uh, American Honey, out now. Stonehouse, all one word. So don't be stingy, you know. Uh, check us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash theshweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect the two, get Twitch Prime, hit the subscribe, follow us also for free. Patreon, help us out, give us financially support us. Free shit, if you're an audio listener, make sure you are checking our YouTube page because we have a lot on our YouTube page. And you definitely, I feel like the YouTube page is more the hub than the audio page. Leave us a comment, leave us a like, all on that on the YouTube page. So definitely check that out. I do want to hear really good comments and cool shit over on there. And uh, if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, Honky Villa Butt Drugs, stay awesome.
you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.